0: Join us every week for a lighthearted queer perspective and a trip down memory lane.
1: Whether you're a diehard fan or new to the show, this recap is for you. So find us anywhere you get your podcasts at
0: 7th Heaven, a lesbian recap.
2: And that night, I curled my hair and I put hairspray and dry shampoo because my hair was dirty. So I, I knew that my hair was like, you know, flammable.
1: Are you ready? I don't know. Well,
0: it's early. We don't usually record this early.
1: Michelle! (laughs) (laughs) Good morning, good morning!
0: Do you just, like, shoot out of bed, like, happy as a clam? Yeah, I do
1: wake up early with a lot of energy.
0: Lord! I know. I don't get my energy until, like, 10 p.m.
1: Well... (laughs) This is awkward because it's 9.35 a.m. and we're recording. I'm so tired. Um, And then I threw up. Oh, tell me. What happened? I was trying to
0: be good and take my vitamins and my medication and then I put too many in my mouth and then I threw them out. And then it's like that thing where it's like, well, which ones did I throw up?
1: I don't know. I don't know which ones. You didn't throw up all of them? No. How many did you take at once? Like six. (laughs) That's too many. Some of them were big. (laughs) I know it's too many. If I have to take three pills, unless they're the size of like a pin drop, I take three gulps of water. No, I can usually,
0: like, I can usually do it. I can usually throw them back.
1: (laughs) Oh my god
0: yeah and then I had to get my kids off to daycare and that's never fun no because I have to like remind them how to function in the morning because like, yeah. they forget they haven't been to daycare for three days so they forget that they have to get their shoes on and mm-hmm. you know walk down the stairs yeah it's, it's very tricky it's very
1: tricky <laughs> and what's happening today oh I go back to work I'm yeah. like I don't know <laughs> This is like the end of our fun little,
0: I know. Little, I mean,
1: like being off work. is Our fun. fun,
0: our fun little mental vacation, yeah.
1: <laughs> mental breakdown. But we're not going to see each other quite as much. I don't like
0: that. That's not true. Don't tell me that. You better be here every day when I come home from work. Oh. <laughs> no, I was off for three months. I needed to get my mental health in check and deal with. Like, and also you had no child care. Oh, yeah. Like, I needed to deal with all of my children not having school or daycare. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm not really sure how we survived that. I mean, without you, I would have probably... Oh. I don't know. Gone crazier.
1: But that's exciting that you're going back to work. Yeah, I'm looking
0: forward to it. I miss everybody, and I like my job. I was thinking this morning, I'm like, am I going to remember how to do my job? But... I did go back to work after eight years, to the same job, and yeah. I still remembered a lot. Yeah. So I think I'll, I think I'll be okay. You'll be
1: okay. <laughs> um, this weekend we had I'm fine, Michelle. Thanks for asking. Oh my God, Carling, how are you? What's happening? What's going um, on? This weekend I had we had um Lindy's sister and her fiance come stay at the house Saturday night. They were driving through. They went on a little road trip. Nice. And. Where were they driving to? Like Like, they live, they live in Saskatoon, Uh and they did a little trip through BC, and then they stopped in Calgary before going up back up to. Oh, I see. I see. Um, I'm like, wait, but that doesn't work. (laughs) It was like awkward socially distancing in our house because we're like, hey, good to see you. We haven't seen you in
0: a long time,
1: but we won't hug you. Yeah, that is strange, hey? But it was fine. And then we went to Benny's for breakfast on Sunday. I'm so jealous. I love Benny's so much. It was very good. I miss Benny's. It was very good. But I was going to tell you a crazy story. Tell me. That I found out about. Okay, so Casey is Lindy's sister. And she, just some story, she's not like, she's not an avid cook. She doesn't cook a lot. And they told us this story about something that happened a couple weeks ago. And Chris was really sick. Her fiance, Chris, was not feeling well. Uh-huh. And so he had. He was going to take a Neo Citrin when he got home from work because mm-hmm. he was still going to work. Um, and from the night before, there was the box of Neo Citrin, but there was only one packet left. So he threw the box in recycling and just left the packet on the counter. Okay. Fine. And then Casey woke up and wanted to have some craft dinner.
0: Oh, no. And so.
1: She like boiled the water, did the thing, um, drained the water, opened the cheese packet, poured it in, and she was like, "Oh, that's weird. It's not, it's not orange. It's and not she's, neon orange." <laughs> yeah, and she was like, "Oh, I must have gotten the white cheddar." Oh, I do that sometimes. Great. Stirred it, stirred it, stirred it, tasted it, and she's like, "Oh, it tastes really lemony." And then she looked over and saw the packet of Neo Citron, which is the same shape as the yeah. cheese packet. And she was like, crap, but it was their last box of Kraft dinner and she really wanted it. So she just added the cheese. No. And then she ate it. No. So she ate a whole box. Of, well, I mean, like, there's nothing to eat, a whole box of Kraft dinner, but with a whole packet of Citron like, in lemony, it. lemony, cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 and then Chris came And what home. was her verdict? Did she like it? Well, no. She's like, it didn't taste great, but she was hungry. <laughs> That's commitment right there. That is committing to... Yeah. And then <laughs> her fiance Chris got home and she was like, Babe, I did something. And he's like, What'd you do? And she was like all messed up because she was yeah. trying to stay awake after having Neo Citron. Oh my gosh. And she it should was have like, just like fed him it, and then that yeah. would also help him. Yeah.
0: It'd be like, um, I used your Neo but on <laughs> on the bright side, you can still have some. And I also made you dinner. That is so gross. Yeah, and then it Ugh. was, like,
1: 6 p.m., and she was, like, messed up because she, like, <laughs> didn't want to go to bed, so she was all, like, loopy. <laughs> oh, and hilarious. she already doesn't do well with, like, sleepy time things. Oh, my gosh. That's incredible. Do you like the Citron? No, I hate it.
0: I actually like it, oddly, but um, they have a apple cinnamon flavor. i probably that like one that one is good. That it's
1: something... Good. I like lemon, but it's something... Well, it's like too much or something.
0: Yeah, it's it's like lemon on acid, basically. I'd rather
1: just take some Advil nighttime or something.
0: Yeah, but it does feel like it's something about like when you're stuffed up and yeah. your chest hurts and you just have this like warm
1: but... mac and cheese, the <laughs> <laughs> lemony
0: mac and cheese. Oh uh, my God. No, the apple cinnamon one's good because it just tastes like like an apple cider.
1: Yeah, that's nice. That's enjoyable. Um. Also, I was going to say, speaking of you going back to work, I still don't know if I even have a job. Oh. Sorry. (laughs) What am I going to do? I'm going to have to work at Starbucks or Amazon. I mean, those are all very good options. Listen, I'd probably thrive working at Starbucks. Absolutely. Like, I have the personality for it. Yeah. Like, my little ADHD brain would just be, like, running all the time. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And then you wouldn't be spending a fortune on coffee every day.
1: Yeah. But I'm an old lady with plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. <laughs> plantar fasciitis.
0: Fasciitis. It's so funny how it's said like so many different ways because I have it too and it's like everyone puts a different like emphasis on a different syllable.
1: It's like Plantar fasciitis, Plantar fasciitis. <laughs> so you write into us, everyone, and let us know how you say it. What do you say?
0: Plantar fasciitis. It's probably a bunch of 20-year-olds being like, what is that? I know. They're like, do we
1: have to deal with that when we turn 30?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Your feet just go and then Um, everything goes. Yeah. It's funny because I have that, but I've been running and it hasn't been bothering me.
1: Yeah. That's really great. And you're doing your couch to 10K. Yeah.
0: I've moved on to couch to 10K. And last night I had to run 17 minutes three times with one minute in between. And it was awful. Wow. And I am still tired. That's too much. Yeah. It was too much. But I'm proud of you. But you know what is the funniest thing is that my treadmill, after probably like, after halfway or like three quarters of the way, starts to smell like it's burning.
1: What? (laughs) Is there something stuck in
0: it? I don't know. But like... It literally starts to smell. And at first I was like, is that me? Like, is that the smell that I give off when I sweat? Just
1: burning electronics.
0: (laughs) Burning. Um, But no, and then one of the kids came in, they're like, it smells like smoke in here. And I'm like, yeah, I think it's the treadmill. Oh my
1: God. So my treadmill. uh... It's because treadmills are only built to hold laundry. That's true. And now you're asking it to do something. It's true. And it's like, whoa. Yeah. I did not sign up for this. (laughs) We are going to interview your treadmill.
0: (laughs) And be like, this fat
1: cow keeps running on me like she thinks I'm supposed to do this. So, Um, yeah. In other exciting news, we just got business cards. (gasps) Yes. So...
0: The way that I picture us giving out the business cards... Are you new
1: here? keep putting your phone down sorry
0: about that sorry guys we're gonna (laughs)
1: hear um
0: putting like a handful of them in my hand and just like doing the like Mm -hmm. money you know yeah that's how I think we should give them out
1: I think that's great I think so too and And then
0: and then like one person will take one and so then we'll have to like pick them all up
1: thanks for taking that thanks thanks
0: (laughs) we make this big scene of like shooting them everywhere and then we're like okay or like
1: newsies can we get your kids involved (gasps) dress them up like little newsies i love
0: newsies so much
1: extra extra rise and seize the day (laughs) neighbor to neighbor oh my god you need to watch that movie i've seen it but i it's been a long time it's so good it's so but not wait, good it, but it's so good can we bring so adrian good. and julia downtown yeah in little newsy outfits <laughs> with a stack of our business cards yes i don't think it'll have the same
0: effect as like holding up a newspaper cause it's like holding <laughs> it's... up like a two inch business card we could get but an, we
1: could get an enlarged one on poster board that would be incredible but then when people reach for it would they just hand them the little one yeah okay we're gonna do it okay <laughs> Um, this is
0: how we come up with all of our ideas, guys. <laughs> we just, we start with something big and then we find it.
1: Um, and then the next exciting thing, I know, I mean, we're going to talk about it every episode, guys. We're on Patreon now. I mean, it's just, it's just the reality of But it the is situation. really exciting. And so, um, our friend from high school, Amanda, who has podcast, Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom. Who has podcast? Who has? Who, <laughs> who has podcast? <laughs> Who has a podcast, and the podcast is called Amanda Loves to Hate Teen Mom. Mm -hmm. She has this insane relationship breakup story, and um, she asked if she could, like, if we could interview for her to tell it, but she wants us to keep it on the Patreon, just to keep it more special, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, because of that, and, uh, like, I'm literally assuming it's all... (laughs) It's all Amanda's followers, but we have so many new patrons to mention. So we have a Danielle, a Jody, a Holly, Kristen, Tyler, June, Lauren, Hazel, and Luke. Woo! Thanks, guys, guys. That's a lot of you. That's Thank a lot. Thank you. Very excited.
0: Yeah, Amanda has this crazy story and we interviewed her- On Saturday. For just part of it. And there's so much more. Um, yeah, after like an hour, she was like, guys, we need to make a part two Like, know, I'm she emotionally needed to, like spent. Have a nap. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, so it's going to be juicy. We're going to have a few different parts. And uh, I think it's kind of nice because
1: I was thinking about like, we're going to tell our own stories on Patreon. Yeah. Um, well, I already told the story about how I was almost kidnapped. I'm going to tell the story about my crazy psycho ex who went to jail. But it does. There's something like it feels safer to tell it on Patreon. Like, yeah, yeah, not just anybody can download it and listen to it. It's like people who want to hear it who support us. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, guys, I know you you signed up to hear Amanda's story, but I hope you're you stick around and like what else we do. Um, when
0: stick around because the tea is scalding.
1: <laughs> I've always
0: wanted to say that. Well, there it
1: is. <laughs> Yeah, at the $5 level, you get two bonus episodes per month. And like I said, they're either true crime stories or they're our own true crime stories. You get a shout out, like you just heard, (laughs) um, and a message. And then at the $8 level, you also get a pin and a sticker and a bonus video. Yeah. And all I'm going to say is the next one that I'm making Michelle do For July is we're playing a game called What's in My Mouth. (laughs) I've never been more excited. So I'm going to blindfold Michelle. Well, we'll blindfold each other. Okay, you're doing it too. Yes, but my idea was that I would blindfold Michelle and then put different foods in her mouth and she has to guess what it is. So stay tuned for that.
0: I am not excited about how excited you are about that. Oh
1: my God. At all. And then... If you're feeling like I want more Michelle and Carling, but I'm not ready to spend money, you should hop on over to TikTok. Yeah. Because we are making fools of ourselves <laughs> making TikToks. And you can find us at I did not sign up for this dot pod. And- we also
0: want to just, uh, we also just want everyone to know how much we love them, Patreon or not. We love their support and we're excited that you're listening and downloading and. We just love doing this.
1: Yeah, it's seriously so much We're fun. We're having so much fun. And, like, people giving us feedback that they're listening to our episodes. Like, I work with a girl who messaged and said she's been listening and she's just loving it. Ugh, it's just too much, guys. We love
0: it. <laughs> it's too much. You must stop.
1: <laughs> okay, but don't really but because. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, we need to get ready to call our guest today. We're interviewing a girl named Natalie that speaking of tiktok we found on tiktok yes. i her videos kept popping up on my for you page and i was like who is this incredible human um she is a burn survivor and just her her story is incredible her outlook is incredible yes um yeah so just like on a whim i was like you know if you don't ask the answer is always no so i sent her a message on instagram and i was like hey girl like We're just uh, this tiny little podcast called I Did Not Sign Up For This and uh, your story is incredible and we would love to interview you. And then I just thought it would just end up in her inbox and never, you know, just because who are we? Uh, And she replied and she said, that sounds amazing. I would love to do it. And so we're getting ready to call her in like 10 minutes to interview her.
0: It's going to be awesome. I mean, her story is so scary. Yeah. And what she has been through and what she has survived and what, like you said, her outlook on it all. Yeah. And her perspective is just incredible. And I think that she's going to help a lot of people in her life, um, who've been in similar situations and she can just I don't know, just be a good um example for, for those people.
1: Yeah. So I'm yeah. super stoked. We hope you enjoy it. Um, all right, let's give her a call. Okie dokie. Yeah, no, this is honestly, thank you so much for doing this.
2: Well, thank you for asking me. This is like the first time somebody's asked me to do this.
1: Oh my god. Oh, awesome. I was telling Michelle. So we're like, we're in our 30s. So we're like very uncool on TikTok. <laughs> but then I saw your video and I was like, man, like this she was so interesting. I would love to interview her. Aww. And Michelle's like, well, if you don't ask, it's always gonna be a no. So I was like, okay. So I like <laughs> sent you a message and I was like, I was like, she's either gonna say no or she's just never gonna respond. And then you did and I didn't know how to handle it. <laughs> <laughs> I was
2: surprised, I was always I like told my mom, I was like, mom. Guess what? And she's like, oh that's cool so- that's so
1: <laughs> nice. I love that There are so many people who have all these stories that like things they didn't sign up for mm-hmm. um yeah, and kind of the goal is
0: just to talk about like these situations and then um talk about you know like what have you learned from it and what have you been able to overcome? And just to be able to laugh through it all, like, that's kind of...
2: That's literally all I do is just make sometimes dark humor jokes about it. Yes.
0: It's honestly the
1: best therapy. We do it
0: too. But I think getting everyone's stories out there about things that they didn't sign up for is very encouraging to other people who are living, you know, through similar situations.
1: So so why don't we get started? Why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, like your name, your age, where you
2: live? Okay. So um, my name is Natalie. And I am I just turned seventeen back in March and I currently live in Alabama, but I am not from Alabama because I'm a military child. So for the oh, past okay. for the past eight years I've been moving around. I think this is my fifth state that I've lived in. I was I was wow. born and I grew up in Michigan and then we went to Colorado, we were there for six months, and then we went to Maryland, there for two years, then to Kentucky, we were there for two years then to Mississippi, and we were there for two years, and now we're in Alabama.
1: Wow. And so is it usually, like, two-year, like, stops?
2: Not really. It's kind of for us, this isn't really what's supposed to happen, but because of my stepdad's job, he gets new missions, like, every few years, which isn't normal. Like, you're supposed to stay in one place for four years It's the typical stop, but they keep you know, surprised, and I was like, hey, we want you to go there this time. I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> we just unpacked, but all right. <laughs>
0: wow. So and- as as you've gotten older, how have you been able to deal with those moves? Have they been more difficult? Obviously, you're making friends in different places, yeah. or are you kind of go with the flow?
2: It's kind of a mix of both. Like, um, it was hard. It wasn't really that hard when I was younger, because st- we started when I was eight, because my mom got remarried. So when I it was, like, when I was in third grade, um, it wasn't really that difficult, and I didn't really have a phone or social media to keep up with people, so it didn't really matter that much. Yeah. But right. So, but as I got into, I think, middle school, that's when it, you know, became more of a bigger deal, and there was more of that military child depression, like, coming on with every move, but then I got Instagram and all that, so it's gotten easier. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And sure. middle school is the worst anyway. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's so hard. I remember I changed middle schools to a school where I didn't really know very many people. And it was, like, it was tough.
2: Mm-hmm. For me in middle school, we lived at Fort Knox. So we were actually surrounded oh. by a bunch of military families. So I got to be around a bunch of kids that went through the same thing. So oh, it, was, wow. it was a lot easier to kind of get used to it and made friends a lot quicker.
0: Well, they're probably... Uh, more open because they've been in the same situation as you oh had, yeah 100 so everyone kind of gets it
2: yeah well, but it sucked whenever like a friend would move away and you're like oh bye, bye. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: And do you have siblings
2: i have three sisters i have one so one of those sisters is a stepsister and she lives in michigan with her mom and then i have a half brother and he lives in michigan as well but then my other two sisters live with us
1: Oh, nice. Wow. wow. And where are you the youngest or oldest?
2: I'm the oldest of the girls. Oh, wow. But my brother's the oldest, but he's my, we share the same dad. So it's not okay. like that really counts, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> but, so I guess technically I am the oldest. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. That's how that goes. Wow. Well,
1: like I already said, we found your story on TikTok. Um, and we're just like totally taken with it can you maybe tell us your story in your words I know you've told it on there but for the podcast Mm -hmm.
2: so um on November 25th my friends and I decided to have a Friendsgiving thing um it was the first day of Thanksgiving break so we were like let's just do something fun and you know so we all got together we brought our own dishes to pass around and then we didn't know that we were gonna have a bonfire it just kind of happened. So we go to like the backyard. And first, one of my friends was like, hey, I have a box. Let's try lighting it on fire. I was like the mom. And I was like, get your dad, get some grill starter. <laughs> Let's have him do it. But I say this all the time where boys just want to protect their masculinity for some reason. So yes. it was, like a big conflict with that. But So when that didn't work and I re-said my statement, was like, no, I have a barrel. Let's do that. Surprisingly, he got, like, a fire going in this barrel, but it died after, like, 15 minutes. So then one of my friends who was sitting next to me was like, I'll get it going. And I was like, all right. So he was standing in front of me and trying to pour the gasoline in it. So I stood up to go to the bathroom because I had to pee really bad. (laughs) And so he poured it. And then as soon as I stood up is when it, like, it was like this big like loud explosion everybody said that they could hear it up to like a mile and a half away so oh my gosh yeah it was crazy it was but it seemed it seemed like something that I went through before because I was just kind of like oh not again but obviously I hadn't been through it before
1: oh my gosh
2: yeah and I was wearing like two inch heels So, my instinct was, okay, stop, drop, and roll. Like, that's the only option. Yeah,
1: that's what they teach you.
2: And that's what I did. But then my friend who poured it, because he, his instincts went into panic mode, and he ran around the yard for three and a half minutes, which did not obviously turn out, you know, the safest idea. Yeah. So, he was 80% burned with a 6% chance of living. And I had I think it was sixteen percent chance. Also because I was very I'm very small, like naturally. I have a fast metabolism. Yeah. I have like no meat on my body. I'm not athletic. So all the doctors are like, yeah. I can't believe you survived and like, thanks for that. Oh
1: my gosh. My God. And so how many sorry, how many people were at the party?
2: It was five of my friends. Two of my friends went to the garage to get some drinks and then it was me. Um, my other friend who poured the gasoline and then another friend who was kind of sitting on the other side and he, the other friend got knocked back and got a few blisters on his hand, which like when when we thought about it, it was kind of weird how that worked out.
1: Yeah. And so did your other friends come running?
2: Oh yeah. They blasted through the gate. My, one of my friends, um, her name's Gracie. She took off her shirt and she started beating me with it like the last 15 seconds.
1: Yeah. So like smart thinking, because you, yeah. like, you see people do that in TV and movies and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. And
0: and during this time, are, are you aware of what's going on? Like, are you? Feeling-
2: oh, 100%. And everybody thinks that like, it's so crazy that all these things were going through my mind. Because as I'm rolling, I had my arms and hands like up covering my face because I was trying to protect like, as much as I could. Um, yeah. I didn't scream or anything. I kept my mouth and my eyes shut because I didn't want to get gas or smoke in my eyes or in my lungs or in my mouth and I was just I just kept rolling until I knew that it was done and then when finally I was just kind of like laying there you know just waiting for the paramedics I was you know very calm which could have also been like the shock but I was, yeah. very, I was very calm I was just kind of like very in my head like thinking all okay, right I don't want to panic I don't want to make things too crazy yeah that's,
1: how, that's so interesting what your
0: instincts do right you don't yeah. know what you're going to do until you're in that situation mm-hmm. and and then to kind of look back on it and think like wow okay i i was able to stay calm and and make these like critical decisions while
1: you're on fire like that's yeah that's incredible yeah and do you, how long did it take for the paramedics to arrive
2: um because where i live it's north of huntsville and kind of like a little country-ish area so in Huntsville is about 20 minutes away so there was a volunteer fire department and they were there within I think maybe five minutes and then all the Huntsville paramedics were there I think about 10 minutes it took them about 10 or so minutes to get there and then for the med flight um helicopters to come they came and got my friend first because he was obviously in more critical condition and it took yeah. them about 15 minutes to get him. And then it was about five or 10 minutes later, I got flown off. So wow. I think it all happened within and like 30 minutes.
1: That's insane. And
0: yeah. were your parents notified immediately? Like, Yeah, were
2: there any adults there? <laughs> oh, yeah. So my friend's parents were in their house and they were there. And, they're, and my friend's mom is a nurse. So she kind of knew like, okay, we need them to be med-flighted somewhere. So and then his wow. grandparents live next door, so all of his like aunts and um, grandparents came over, and the neighbors were coming over, and I. They all would have heard an explosion. Oh yeah, and I, was honestly like they're like Natalie, do you want to call your mom or your parents? And I was like, not yet. <laughs> it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't until like five minutes before they were gonna put me in the ambulance before the. Um, helicopters came where I was like all right let's call my mom you saying, like,
1: hi, yeah like hi mom I caught fire
2: no I because I don't know why I was just scared that I was gonna like be in trouble so the first thing I did oh. was I'm sorry like I didn't mean to um oh. yeah <laughs>
0: Well, and as a parent, you're always kind of waiting for Mm -hmm. a phone call, like, you know, that something bad has happened. So to kind of get that reality, she was probably freaking out and trying to get to you as fast as she could, right?
2: Yeah. And it was weird because I've asked her before and like where she was when she got the call and my entire, like my two sisters, my stepdad and my mom were all in the living room when I called my mom. So it was, it was kind of weird how that worked out. Cause they
1: they were all together yeah and then mm-hmm. did they drive to wherever you were getting MIDI lifted to
2: um it, at first it was they didn't know where so I talked to them for about three minutes and then my friend's aunt started talking to them and it was just mixed information what the paramedics were giving them because at first they're like um they're gonna go to Huntsville and it's like Huntsville doesn't have a burn unit and like okay then they're gonna go to Birmingham so my parents were about to go to Birmingham like they were on the road pulling out of the driveway on the way to Birmingham when finally they're like um they called and said okay they're going to Vanderbilt and Vanderbilt is about a two-hour drive from my house so they booked it to Vanderbilt they packed like quick overnight bags and drove to Birmingham or not Birmingham uh Vanderbilt wow yeah and
1: it's so interesting to me that you were just fully conscious like yeah Mm -hmm. like remembering this having conversations like when you see in tv shows when somebody comes in and they're burned you know they've been burned I always feel like they're unconscious or something like yeah. you mm-hmm. know so it's interesting that you just have these vivid memories and we're able to communicate so effectively
2: did yeah it's pretty you, crazy.
1: did your
0: mom um feel a little bit comforted in the fact that she could actually talk to you
2: before? she was I don't know. she had her own shock herself where right. she didn't really know what to say. So they my stepdad actually took over because he okay. is actually a combat medic for the army. Oh. So he was in Afghanistan for about 11 months. Um, So he kind of like knew all the right questions to ask. He's not a combat medic right now. He does recruiting. Um, um But he kind of knew like what I w- was probably going through my head, what they were probably going to do. He kind of knew what to expect, but not all the way.
1: Mm-hmm. Wow.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and so thinking back to that day do you remember thinking that it was as bad as it was as it ended up being or were you thinking it wasn't that bad
2: uh honestly I don't for me it felt like everything was swollen up I don't know if you've seen the movie like Hunger Games like in the first movie yeah when they get stung by the tracker Jackers like yeah I felt like I looked like what they looked like but everyone who was there um, thought they were just superficial at first. So they said it looked like I hadn't even been burned. But for me, oh, wow. everything felt swollen. But to them, it looked like I just got a bad sunburn. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so... That's really interesting. Yeah. One of the... Questions, I, was, I was just, like, oh, laying there. And I asked them, I was like, do I look okay? And they were like, <laughs> yeah, you look fine. Because as a 17-year-old, you're just like, oh, my, I, do I look good? Like, how do I... And that night, yeah. I curled my hair, and I put hairspray and dry shampoo because my hair was dirty. So I was like, okay, I'm just going to curl it to hide the grease. So yeah. I I knew that my hair was, like, you know, flammable. So oh was, <laughs> they all had the audacity to be like, you're going to need a new hairstyle after this. And I was like, oh. Oh, you do <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Oh and so... So yeah,
1: can you talk us through like what happens at the hospital when you're a burn survivor?
2: So it kind of um, depends on the type of burn because in the burn unit there were unfortunately there are little kids who were there because you know when like the hot um, pot of like water when you're making pasta, like pull it down or hot cup of yeah. coffee. So it's kind of different, but in a severe circumstance like that, for me and my friend um it's immediately as soon as you get there they bring you into the operating room and their first um job really in the surgery room on the table is to get off all the birth skin and um clean out as much as you can to make sure to prevent as much infection as possible and then yeah. so after that they just kind of really start um making sure that you can have a place to put an IV in so they can start pumping fluids and all the medicine that they can and it's really just making sure that you get through the first few nights um right and nothing. so are you sedated
1: at this point am I what are you sedated like do they give you something to like help you
2: oh yeah like, like fully uh, like out like asleep a hundred percent like not aware of what's going on I was out wow and how long
1: were you sedated for
2: um honestly I don't really know because it was that night around 4:30 in the morning is when I like came out of surgery and I remember talking to my mom um and my stepdad because they would be like we're here we love you and I remember talking to them for like a quick second and then I remember being up for a little bit because my boyfriend at the time came he was actually on his way to pick me up from the uh friendsgiving thing but I wasn't oh, wow. responding to him so he was you know trying to get a hold of me to see what was happening and my friend called him and said what was going on so he actually tried to go to the hospital that night but his mom told him no so he drove to the oh. hospital 4 30 in the morning the next day and came up and I remember him like kind of crying next to my bed and I was like it's okay like I'm fine everything's gonna be okay um and so wow. there's just like in and out moments like that
1: yeah Wow. And then what does, like, what does healing, how, so how long were you in the hospital for?
2: Um, 77 days. That's including the rehab that I went to.
1: And what does rehab look like
2: for a burn survivor? So it depends on the state that you're in, like the physical state, um, and how much you already have accomplished. So for me, I was really ready to go home. So I would do as much as I could, Um, in the hospital because they do PT and OT in the hospital and then once you get to a certain point where you know you're about to go home they send you to rehab and there it was kind of every day starting at eight o'clock I would have OT for about an hour and a half two hours and that would just kind of be like stretching out um like my fingers making like trying to get as much strength back in that as I could, and a lot of neck stretches, and then PT was just a lot of um, getting strength back in my whole body, and if I can get up and off the ground, and getting in and out of bed, it just really depends on the person.
1: Yeah, so you had, was it 45% of your body was burned?
2: 40 to 49% is what the, like, the documents say, I guess. Okay.
1: Okay. It, and a a lot of people,
2: it looks a lot worse to people. They're like, wow, that was it because it was like, or not like that was it, but they think it's worse because it was basically my entire front side, um, but not like all the way. Like obviously there are parts that weren't burned and, but people think it's worse than what it actually was. So it was my face and my neck and then my upper chest and then it was on both arms. The, my shoulders to about the middle of my biceps and then my elbows were not touched and then oh. it was kind of like in the middle of you know like below my elbow kind of like yeah. I, don't know, I don't know and then my hands but then my palms and my fingertips weren't t- weren't burned so I have full like feeling right mm-hmm. when you and were my- in the
0: hospital for um like initially right after it happened. Mm-hmm. Um, are they doing multiple surgeries or are they just bandaging you? Like, what is that? What is that? Yeah. What is that? So Sorry.
2: <laughs> it was, so when I was in the ICU, cause I was in the ICU from the time that I got there to Christmas Eve. So it was a little, oh. about a month. Um, and I think I had about six surgeries between that time span especially the first two weeks I was just like in and out and while like in between those surgeries they put cadaver skin on the burns so that would like to prevent them catching anything but they're also wrapped up
1: oh wow
2: yeah and is that
1: cadaver skin temporary
2: yeah it's temporary they obviously I don't really want like dead people skin on me yeah. <laughs> no, yeah they didn't even tell me what cadaver meant until like the until end it of was January <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh it's probably God. best you didn't know <laughs> yeah probably wow so you're in school
2: you're 16 mm-hmm. at this time. yeah well so yeah
1: what grade are
2: you in? Um, I'm going into my senior year so I had just started my junior year
1: Wow, and so, like, do you, does school just stop for you? Like, I can't imagine you prioritizing, like,
2: school. Yeah, so, like, I, we just moved to Alabama in May last year, so we've been here a year, so I had just started this school. Um, oh. Yeah, and so I was in school, I'll get, uh, I can't count, three, four months, Um, and what happened was everything stopped for me for, you know, till about the beginning of January but my, all my classes and everything stopped and I had a job too so every once in a while I'm like wake up and I'm like um I have to go to work like I gotta get out so I can go to work and <laughs> yeah I gotta yeah. go to the I gotta go do this that way I don't have to make up this assignment But they're like no you're fine no no and just yeah, don't worry about it yeah and all my classes thank god because I honestly wasn't doing the best like I was in pre-calc and I was like not doing well in that and then I had AP English and I was not doing well in that so then they kind of just only the only classes I had to do were um history um I did do I had to do a PE class but they let me do that with my PT and OT because that's physical right um then I had to do a little bit my English but I honestly didn't like doing my work so it was, like, the last week of the history class, and I had a deadline. And ended up doing the entire history class in two days. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> You're a girl after our own heart. Yeah. We went to a high school that was, like, it was basically, like, learn at your own pace. Mm-hmm. But Michelle and I translated that into, you know what, let's not do anything until the last month of grade 12, our senior mm-hmm. year. And then freak out. Yeah, and
2: then we <laughs> did all of it. But, like, I work better under pressure. So yes. yeah, I mean, it, it worked out. Oh, funny. Wow. So
0: you spent um, Christmas at the hospital.
2: Mm-hmm. I did. Were you
0: at a children's hospital or were you at a,
2: a regular? The, so the, oh. it was Vanderbilt, it was a children's hospital, and then there's also the adult hospital. But because the children's hospital doesn't have a burn unit, um, me and my friend were actually in the adult um, unit, which is the okay. very top floor of the hospital. And we were the only kids there for a long time. So, oh, wow. well, like I said, I was in the ICU until Christmas Eve, and on Christmas Eve, they put me in a step-down room, which is the room where, you know, you're kind of, like, more independent at that point. You have your own bathroom, um, a little bit more privacy, and I could have more visitors, so I was able to have my, like, my mom and my stepdad and my sisters, we opened gifts in my um room, and then, oh, that's nice. yeah, and then my entire family from Michigan and I'm talking like my grandparents my three aunts and all of their kids and their husbands they all drove down and um, spent the next like two days after Christmas with me and it was a really good time yeah
1: that's really nice and Mm -hmm. does the hospital make it special for Christmas
0: or is it just kind of business as usual
2: they 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 decorate which was nice um and they also allow more visitors they have less restrictions Just because they know it's Uh the holidays and family wants to come. So we were able Uh to, you know, have all of them. And especially because, you know, we're younger, they let us have a little bit more freedom with that. So they let us take a little bit more advantage of the holiday time.
1: And so you and your friend were in the hospital, obviously the same hospital. Mm -hmm. Did you kind of go through recovery together?
2: Not really, because since I was not as badly burnt. I was able to kind of like heal faster, and for him, he didn't have that much healthy skin, so they actually had to send skin to like Boston, and they literally grew skin from his skin cells and they t- that took wow. thirty days, and then they sent it back, and then they had to like apply it. it's a crazy process, so he that didn't is- actually get out till the beginning of April. Oh
1: wow, mm-hmm. wow. That, like, science, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's insane. I mean, I,
0: I can't imagine the advancements that they've made over the years to get to this point. You know, if this had happened mm-hmm. 10, 20 years ago, it would probably be such a different outcome.
2: It's pretty crazy in itself because my face, when people see me, they're like, you still look like the same Natalie. Like, nothing looks different. Because when people see other brain survivors, they're kind of, you know, they they look a little bit you know, not put together. And right. in science, a so lot. like just two years ago, they came out with this thing called Resell, where they literally take your skin cells and they make it in this kind of formula where they're able to kind of spray on um, your skin, like out of a, I call it like, a hairspray can. So they literally uh, yeah. <laughs> put the new skin on my face, kind of like with a hairspray can using my cells. That's why it looks so like good. Oh my wow, gosh. Mm-hmm. that's incredible. That's
1: insane. And so, so what was coming home like?
2: It was honestly kind of like anticlimactic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I like got in the truck and we like are coming home. Obviously, my parents and my sisters are excited, and I get home and I have three dogs, so we uh-huh. we let them out and they were so excited to see me and I was so happy, and uh-huh. but it was a big change for all of us because you know we had to do things differently and we had to kind of be more aware of what we were doing and where we were going and this is as I'm coming home coronavirus is slowly making its way to the U.S. right um, right, so, yeah and my immune system is still compromised at this point so it was just a big kind of like just a bunch of factors coming in and then my parents were very scared to let me do anything yeah but.
1: yeah like because yeah they've just been through
2: so much with you mm-hmm.
0: and are, are they having to do like PT and OT with you at home your parents I actually go to,
2: I go to a therapy place my insurance covers it because TriCare is absolutely amazing so yeah, that's good. we I go to the therapy place in Huntsville where they do my PT my OT with me I do OT Three times a week, PT once a week because I'm, I'm honestly doing really good with PT. They said I'm like, oh, oh good, so, which is really nice to hear.
1: And is it just about regaining your mobility, just because of like the effects of the burnt tissue?
2: Yes and no, because there's some places where, um, like like my knees, my knees were burned. And it's not really, like, the mobility with that is pretty easy. Um, where, you know, my joints are working perfectly fine. But the top layer of skin, because it's healing, it, it's kind of, like, harder to work with. Because the skin likes to tighten up with burns. Right. Um, okay. Which is a struggle. And then my wrists were burned. So they're also really tight. And the, it's just one of those things that like, surgery. Sometimes it's the only way to, like, fix it. But with OT, they do this thing called a scar um tissue massage where it's literally in like a full body massage three times a week where they're just nice. kind of like working with the tissue and so that does that feel good or is
1: it sensitive
2: oh it feels good
0: oh <laughs> good that's <laughs> awesome and what is your pain level like on a daily basis like because I mean I've had burns obviously nowhere near you know
2: mm-hmm.
0: that severe but you know they they sting they hurt for a little while they blister Are you just in pain like that all the time?
2: No. A lot of people ask, like, how was, like, the pain when it first happened. Obviously, I was in shock, so I didn't feel any pain. Um, I didn't feel pain for a while. The only pain I really feel is in my knees um, on that skin because it's the hardest area to heal because it is on a joint and the tissue is a lot thinner. Um, So I don't really feel any pain anywhere else other than that.
0: I just couldn't imagine. Like, I, I would feel like your skin would be so sensitive and so mm-hmm. any sort of movement would hurt it, right? But well, um, the
2: nerves are also having to wake up again, so they're trying to like rehabilitate them, themselves and trying to like regain them, their own sensit- sensitivity back, right? So, wow, yeah. It's crazy. It's to how it works.
0: Education too, like for you and for your family, like things that mm-hmm. you're learning now about the human body that you probably never thought you would
1: need to know. Oh, yeah, you should have done biology credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. And so and you I you I you've mentioned in one of your videos about you wear like a like a a garment, I guess, like some oh, sort of protection garment. Yeah. So what is that for? Cause it looks like it goes from like your chin to your feet, right?
2: It's so, yeah, it's a turtleneck, like, um, long sleeve shirt and then leggings basically. And then gloves and the compression garments, um, their purpose is to kind of flatten out those scars and help the scar tissue kind of go back in the way that the form that they're supposed to be and oh, okay. lucky enough my garments are the kind of silver in them and the silver garments are specifically for burns because the silver pulls out all the you know the bad stuff that's in the skin that still needs to be healing so if I have like any open wounds they'll kind of be like closed up within a week because the silver kind of pulls out all of the nasty stuff wow. that's in it
1: wow that's so interesting and how long do you have to wear it for
2: um, till about next summer, so about a year.
1: Okay. And how's it been in the Alabama heat?
2: Dreadful. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah so, say, especially right now, it's so humid. So it just really doesn't help like anything.
1: Yeah. But, you
2: know, it's kind of like my body's adapting to it. Cause it's Like, well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, this toys. is our life
1: now. Yeah. If it's only one year, right? Mm-hmm. Like, your whole life.
0: Did you, um, was there a risk of infection? Did you, you know, did you end up, were there setbacks because of infection in the
2: hospital? Yeah, so I actually had an infection on the back of my right thigh for a while because obviously rolling around on the ground, you kind of pick up some stuff, and my friend had dogs, so they're like, you might have rolled in some, like, dog feces. Oh, "Oh, good.
1: So yeah, great.
2: I, had to, I had to get the back of my right thigh Regrafted um, Because of that um, Infection oh, wow. But I think that was the only infection oh. I really had Other than the risk of like Because I think they said I had blood that could have been In my lungs after everything Oh wow okay. um, Yeah that was a But I was like in the ICU like completely out So I wasn't really aware yeah. of all that
1: Yeah Wow. And you had you had just, uh, maybe last week or something, had a laser surgery, right?
2: Yeah, that was two weeks ago, two, three weeks ago. I had a laser surgery. Um, and so
1: what is that for?
2: The laser kind of helps bring back the skin pigmentation, and it helps bring the skin's natural um, kind of like elasticity to it. And oh. it also kind of helps to reduce the scarring and um, loosen up some of those scars and tightness that way it makes it easier to move and it's like it's a cosmetic thing too to kind of help you know bring everything down like if they're swelling to bring some of the swelling down
1: right Wow. and so how many more surgeries do you do you know how many more surgeries you have in your future
2: um I know I know about how many I just don't know like when or what they'll be so in about two weeks I have another laser and then 10 days after that I have a surgery called, it's it's a skin flap, it's what they call it's so nasty, where they're literally going to, like, <laughs> <laughs> they're literally going to take, like, skin and tissues and blood vessels and nerves, and they're going to put it on my neck, essentially, to help me get my full range of motion back, and that's oh. going to be a surgery where I'll be in the hospital for a week, because I'll have to monitor oh, wow. it to make sure nothing fails, and then, yeah four months after that they're gonna do a liposuction thing to kind of like shape my neck out and kind of give me back you know a normal jawline and chin which is honestly all that I've been asking for
1: oh <laughs> because you're right like, it's gotta be hard like we didn't really have social media when we were in high school which mm-hmm. makes me feel so <laughs> but like I can imagine you know like we were really concerned with like how we looked and what we wore and you know who liked us and you know I can imagine that like for anybody that would be important but especially like when you're a teenager yeah um and you mentioned your friends and your boyfriend were really supportive have you had a group of people sort of like with you along the way have you lost friends because of Um, it
2: I it's kind of like a mix of both where I feel like my most supportive friends are the ones who weren't here, um, like the ones who live out of state, and obviously the friends that were at the, uh, bonfire, they've been kind of really supportive, they've, you know, they've, they were been there through everything, but it's kind of gotten to the point where, you know, there are some falling out a little bit, everyone's still trying to, like, cope and figure out what they're doing, um, And like I said, I just moved here, so I didn't really get the chance to make a whole lot of friends. So yeah, it's like the whole friend thing is, it's very like hit or miss.
0: Well, and that's just kind of being a typical teenager anyways, right? You you have friends, you fall out with friends and, and that's kind of the way it goes. So yeah, Yeah. it must be even more difficult. And especially because like you were saying, when you came out of the hospital, COVID was starting. Mm -hmm. So you you know you didn't even have the chance to go back to school or anything like that.
2: Yeah. So how has
0: that been kind of keeping in touch with people um because of all of the corona stuff?
2: Um I I feel like I'm pretty antisocial anyway. I I get like annoyed talking to people sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so but when I do it'll be like a little conversation. Um sometimes I'll try to make plans, sometimes I just kind of like don't want to do anything. Um, yeah. With COVID, when, like, I get the urge to do something, I can't really go out and do it just because my parents, more than anything, are like, we don't want you to, like, catch something. Because I get tested for corona before each surgery, 48 hours before each surgery, I get tested. Yeah, i was
0: going to ask you that. So you need to get the swab every time. Mhm. hmm are, are they doing the nose or are they doing the throat?
2: Nose
1: oh Ugh. my gosh so we it's, both had to get tested and they do a throat swab here yeah oh I it was way better I was I was so nervous that they were gonna shove that thing up my nose
2: it's honestly <laughs> I didn't think it was that bad like obviously oh, I went through worse things but
1: well yes <laughs> <laughs> yeah I guess there's a lot of perspective there yeah mm-hmm. you're like yes
0: fine shove that up my nose
1: what's corona been like in Alabama like has the whole state shut down
2: um, it's opened up, but it's coming to the point where people are closing things again, because obviously, you know, things are open and in a- Alabama, we have, you know, Orange Beach and the Gulf and all that. So people from other states are coming here um, uh. and numbers are rising, especially in my county. Numbers are rising. Like it's always about a hundred more cases every two weeks. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, the urgent care by my house has been backed up the last three days because everybody's like, oh, no, this is this is something we've got to take serious when they should have been taking it serious before.
1: Yeah, the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> we've had, uh, we live right next to British Columbia, which is, like, really pretty mountains and golfing and camping. Mm-hmm. And people from our province have gone over there and had, like, their vehicles vandalized because the people of BC are, like, are like, do not come here. Yeah. We don't want you. <laughs> Stay home. Yeah, because right. our
0: numbers were our numbers were pretty high for a while there. Yeah, higher than BC. Yeah, mm-hmm. and now they're coming
1: down. But yeah, yeah, it's tricky because people want to get out and travel, and
2: yeah.
0: Have Have you had um, struggles getting into the hospital and things like that because of COVID? Like, have you had things rescheduled or delayed because of it?
2: Not yet. Um, In the beginning, I had my first laser in February, and then they wanted to do another one in March, but obviously, because everything was shutting down at that point, especially in Tennessee, um, a lot of my surgeries surgeries were backed up for a while, so I didn't actually get back in until the middle of May, and since then, it's just been, like, a rapid, like, you know, I do one surgery, and then about three and a half weeks later, there's another surgery, and how what's the recovery
0: like after all these surgeries? Like you're at home,
2: and are yeah. you just
0: you know resting, tired?
2: It. I am pretty like tired. It's about a two day recovery process for me, just because you know, it's it takes a lot out of you know a person to do that, yeah. and then you know go home, and it's it's just a lot. So that's just kind of how it typically has been. It's about two days is the minimum that it really takes wow wow
1: and so thinking back over the last like year well since it happened it hasn't even been a year um what's been the hardest part of being a burn
2: survivor um i'd probably say when people just kind of like stare and when people are scared to like ask questions or when they don't know like what to do or how to react I feel like that's the hardest part because for me especially I'm so open with it. Like it's such a curious thing where even I still ask questions to my doctors about certain things. Um and I just want to like let other people know what it really like what's really going on and what it mm-hmm. all you know, like what all happens. But people are just so scared and I understand but it's, like, as a burn survivor, you kind of go through ups and downs, and one of the downs is you don't know if that person is looking because they're scared, if they're um saying rude things, if they're making assumptions. So yeah, right. So it's better to, like, have people come up to you. And
1: do you find that? Like, do people come up to you and say, hey, what happened?
2: Hardly ever. I don't think it's ever really happened. Unless really? i
1: like, Do you think it's just, like, a polite thing? Like, people are like, oh, it's it would be rude to go up and ask?
2: I think so. I yeah. think they really kind of like have a inner conflict where they're like, oh, I want to know what happened, but I don't want to be rude. So then they just kind of like stare while they're making that back and forth argument with themselves. And it's, Yeah. And then sometimes- You should
1: get a t-shirt that <laughs> yeah. says like,
2: hi, I'm Nat. <laughs> right. Here's, and... Like, here's what happened. <laughs> like, it's so funny because my little sister is in first grade. And we went to her book fair to get some books to donate to some, some of the classes who sent cards and little mm. kids are ruthless. Like yeah. there's <laughs> one little girl, she looked at me and she was like, What happened to your face? And I was like oh. I was like, Oh, I just got in an accident and this other little girl next to her was like, I know what happened to you. You were in a fire and I was like, Oh. <laughs> all right. Seven year old got some something. Wrong, but that's, um, something
0: no filter <laughs> yeah they're,
2: they're yeah so... and it's like it's
1: endearing but also sometimes you're like kids. caught off guard <laughs> yeah
2: yeah and it's always a well, little didn't... kids that say something that gets and that's what gets their parents to like ask more questions so that's kind of like right the only time that they ask questions is when their kids do something
0: well it's funny because the parents first reaction is probably like don't say that don't be rude right but mm-hmm. um they are just curious because, you know, yeah, they're kids and they want to know what's going on, and and the parents are probably worried that they're going to offend you, but um, it's it's good to have that kind of conversation with kids to say, you know, yeah. these things happen. Everyone looks the same. Um, this is what I've been through, and I can still, you know, be out and be around people and be happy. And it's it's important. Yeah. It's.
2: Yeah, it really is. Has you
1: ha, has you <laughs> have you found um, being on social media like TikTok and Instagram has it been like therapeutic? Has it been a mostly positive experience, or has there been any negativity?
2: It's been a pretty good experience for the most part. The only negativity that's really come with like TikTok is because I do have my own religion, I do have my own faith, and so yeah. and people will just kind of like come at the fact where they'll say if god was really like um like with you then why would you do this and stuff like that so i don't really like try to respond to those things i hardly yeah. ever do um except i'm in the one video where it's like i'm not forcing it on anyone i'm just this is what i believe yeah. and um, that's such an ignorant thing to say though it, yeah it's and, so
0: frustrating like i i'm uh catholic and and i get that a lot too where people are like well you know i lost my husband and it's like, well, why mm-hmm. would God let that happen? And, and and that's not what that's not his job. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like, no. <laughs> just to I mean, kind of put it bluntly. So it, it is a frustrating thing to kind of yeah. have that Be like, you know what? Just never mind. Like <laughs> it really is.
2: <laughs> and sometimes sometimes I'll just like laugh at the comments. Like somebody said on one of my videos like recently, they're just like, I read your bio and I don't think you're a survivor. I'm like, what does that even mean? What? <laughs> Oh, but,
1: I hate people so much sometimes. <laughs> like, but you survived. Like what?
2: Right. Like, survived. I, don't, I don't know what what you're doing, but.
1: And I do think that's really interesting. I really love that you refer to yourself as a burn survivor instead mm-hmm. of a burn victim, which is mm-hmm. the terminology that I like assumed was correct um, yeah. until I saw the way you posted about it. Yeah. Um, who did you just? Cu- I don't know. Like, where did that come from? Like, were you told? to use burn survivor is that just something you identify with more?
2: I just have never thought of using the term burn victim because it just sounds like such a negative thing and I feel like if I were to refer to myself as a burn victim it would just bring on more negativity than positivity that I've been bringing like in my life. I just don't yeah. like to be negative and I haven't really been super negative with the whole situation. Like yeah, I'll have my moments where I was like, um, you know, I'll miss certain things, but in the end, it's like, I'm not really a victim if I survived what happened.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. That's such a, I mean, that's such an important way to look at it, mm-hmm. to be able to look up to someone who has survived and identifies as that, um, and just has a positive attitude because, you know, it's I think it's probably it would be so easy for you to go the other way, you know, mm-hmm, to be mm-hmm. the victim, to be, you know, this happened to me. And obviously it did. Right. But it's your attitude is yeah. why this happened to me and this is what I'm going to do and this is how I'm going to overcome it.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's so important.
2: And yeah. I, I've just been able to meet so many other burn survivors through like through my TikTok and I've been able to kind of like do something for them with it. Cause yes. like I have this friend who is younger than me and she just got burned in on New Year's Eve, um, through the same situation. So oh. I've been able to kind of like talk to her through with certain things. And, you know, I've just wow. created a lot of like relationships with people. That's really And nice.
0: I, I think a lot of people are, are afraid to tell their story because they're afraid of the negative,
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: And I feel like that too. And I know Carling does too about our, um, you know, our past situations, but putting it out there and, and even getting to one person who has gone through what you've gone through and can get a little bit of encouragement is so important. Mm -hmm. And the negative, hopefully, I mean, hopefully the positive outweighs
1: the negative in that way.
2: Oh yeah.
1: And what do you think, what keeps you going on your lowest days?
2: Um, I don't even know I think it's just my own like consciousness where I don't want to be sad for a long period of time yeah okay. I kind of like refuse all of that and fortunately I am getting a golden retriever puppy soon <gasps> so I'll be having <laughs> her as like an emotional support animal so I kind of uh-huh. just like always think like soon it's you know I have this friend and no. Have a buddy. I won't have a, like why would I want to be sad with a friend yeah like I'm
1: pretty day. sure it's impossible to be sad around a golden retriever yeah like the goofiest yeah, dog ever they'll just be like so happy yeah <laughs> and Honestly. so is that going to be your fourth dog
2: yes it will
1: um I have five dogs so to me that just sounds <laughs> perfect
2: yeah well also my I have a her name is Vola she's a black lab and I I've had her since I was in kindergarten, so she's about twelve years old now. So wow. she's getting up there, and she already has some health problems, and it's really unfortunate. But we're kind of like preparing ourselves for the worst, especially because yeah. our two younger dogs—they're little, um, not like little, but like uh, and a Chihuahua Shih Tzu—and <laughs> <laughs> so they both love her. They look to her like a like a mother figure. Oh. Um, yeah. So we're just oh,
0: they're gonna be they're gonna be surprised when a new little puppy comes in. It's oh be yeah.
2: Amazing. And yeah. all my dogs are black. Like we make jokes about it all the time. Like all of our dogs are black, our cars are black, for like we don't know why. And then so we're just gonna throw in this diverse dog in the mix. Yeah. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> that was awesome. fun.
1: And so what are you gonna name the the golden retriever?
2: Um we're, I'm gonna name her Iggy. Um, oh because Iggy is short for Ignacio which means fire. <laughs> oh wow,
1: that's so interesting. Yeah. I love that. Oh wow. Um and
0: what is your kind of what do you look forward to in the future? Are you hoping to be um you know, a public speaker or something like that? What are you wanting to do with with your, you know,
1: knowledge? Uh, well, now? yeah, and I guess to like yeah. to just add to that, what What were your plans for your future and like, have they changed? And then, yeah, like what Michelle said.
2: So my plan has always been to go to cosmetology school. So I am doing that next fall. I will be going to cosmetology school in Nashville, uh, Aveda. So I'll get to do that. I really like to do hair and makeup. Um, But then I also wouldn't mind being like a public speaker or, even guest speaker at certain like events just because I don't mind talking about it and if others are curious then I'd rather them know than stay curious but I hate public speaking but I want to
1: <laughs> well yeah. you're re- you're really well spoken um like through your videos and this like oh cool um, yeah so I think that is something you should you should pursue for sure
2: yeah one of my like goals which I kind of like I don't know if it's like a goal or if it's like a joke thing with my family but I'm just I was telling like I'm going to be on Ellen one day and she's going <laughs> to let me meet Billie Eilish and it's just it's just one of those things
1: Hey just put it out there, right? Put yeah. it out there, manifest it and it'll uh-huh. happen. I know we we keep waiting for Ellen to contact us but <laughs> <laughs> hasn't
0: happened yet. But if she does, we will get her to contact you as well. Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, yeah.
2: I love this. I love this, you know. <laughs>
1: And then one more question about your future dog, because I'm obsessed. Mm -hmm. Um, Is it getting special training or will you put it through special training to be an emotional support dog?
2: Yes, because I would rather, I always said I would rather, you know, get a puppy so I can raise her to be around me and kind of form a connection and then do training with her. Just that way there's more of that connection already. Yeah, right. Like we will go through some courses probably when she's like eight months old and more trained, like at home. Yeah, to like get some of that stuff. I love that. Um,
0: when you go to school next year, do you need to move away from home?
2: Um, yes, and (laughs) I since I was like (laughs) since I was five years old. I've always been waiting to, like, move out of the house, because I've I've always been, like, an independent soul, so, yeah, like, I'm not going to college, I'm going to cosmetology school, so I'll have to get an apartment, and I'm so excited to just be out of the house, away from the house, and living on my own, and luckily, like, I kind of, like, did it on purpose, where Aveda is a really good school, and thank God they have a school 20 minutes from Nashville because I I'll still be getting treated in Vanderbilt for the rest of my life basically.
1: Oh wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you'll have to keep going back there. Oh yeah. Well that's great. Natalie, thank you so much for taking this time to talk
2: to us. Thank you for asking me. Like I'm still kind of like in shock that you know I actually got asked to do something and I was like, Oh my god.
1: <laughs> we like just started this podcast, like we're just like new new. Um, and it's growing, but it's certainly not like as big as a lot of podcasts out there yet.
2: Well, you guys are so sweet. That's so all nice.
0: You'll be asked more and more, I think, from from people because your story is great and you're very well spoken and you're very positive about your situation. So I think you'll you'll be able to share your story on lots of different platforms. Yeah,
2: that's my goal.
1: Cool. Well, enjoy the cool. rest of your day and we'll talk to you later. Take care. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> bye. 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 That was really sweet. I
0: know. I'm so excited. She had such an incredible story. I can't imagine what she's been through. and Yeah. Like, <sighs> she's
1: so young. Like, yes. she's 17. Mm-hmm. That, like, she's just experienced so much yes. in her... I remember when I was 17, I thought I was, like, already grown up. But well, yeah. <laughs> now that I'm in my 30s, <laughs> I look at 17 as just like... They're just little babies. They're just a little baby. She was so well-spoken uh, and so sweet.
0: I can't imagine, I just can't imagine what she's been through and, and you know, the surgeries and all of that, like the hospital stuff, it's just, it's incredible, you yeah. know, to be able to say like, oh yeah, I went for surgery a few weeks ago and I'm fine now. Like I would be like in bed <laughs> for weeks and I'd be like, you know, with a little bell, like someone needs to bring me something yeah. and they'd be like, Michelle, you're fine. Yeah. Get up. Yeah.
1: I know. But like, wow, she's just really taken this head on and Uh like yeah it's really good yeah
0: she's not going to be a victim she's going to just keep moving forward I mean the fact that she's going away to school next year like if I was her mother I'd be freaking out I know
1: (laughs) if it was I'd be like well I guess I'm going to live at home forever yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) With but she's going to get her
0: dog, and she's going to move, and she's going to do her thing. And I love it's so that. Great. Yeah. So I'll
1: post on our description um, links to her social media. So if you guys want to follow her journey and learn more about it, um, yeah, she's posted some really cool TikToks about mm-hmm. about her story, which I, obviously, that's how we found her. But, yeah. Um, yeah, really cool. Um, and as always, Michelle, if people want to follow us, where can they go? <laughs>
0: I don't know Carling. <laughs> they can find us on Instagram at I Did Not Sign Up For This dot Podcast. I almost forgot. Uh. And then on Facebook at I Did Not Sign Up For This. And like Carling mentioned, we're on Patreon at I Did Not Sign Up For This. Patreon.com <laughs> slash I Did Not Sign Up For This. And on TikTok. At <laughs> I did not sign up for this dot pod. Man, we're just everywhere. <laughs> Basically, go to any social media platform and start typing. I did not sign up for this, and we will probably there. Yeah,
1: <laughs> except for Twitter, guys. I don't. Oh get no, it. I can't do Twitter. No, I it's... don't get it either. It
0: seems very like angry and hostile. It's angry. And...
1: It's fast paced. Every it's now a... and yeah, I don't get it. I don't get it either. So don't find us there. Don't. <laughs> Um, cool well i'm super excited about this yes and thank you
0: natalie so much for sharing your story with us it's it was incredible
1: yeah and michelle you're about to head to work good luck ah thanks i'm gonna go home and not go to work oh well, great just have a nap for sit me in anxiety <laughs> wondering if i have a job oh lord just all come right to work with me <laughs> she's my emotional support friend so yes. we just need to be together could you just pay her please <laughs> <laughs> I cannot just come work with you. Oh, All okay. Right. Bye. bye.